0: I tricked myself to believe that what I need was not there And so off I went in sweet lament and spoke to every creature I met It was there I found a clock unwound and fell through the gap in society's net A rabbit hole nonetheless swallowed me up oblivious So as I searched this wonderland I came prepared, tea in hand I lost myself from time to time and met a cat along the line It smiled so wide, so bright it shone, it lit the path I had not known Brittle bridges and jagged stones consistently test my youth and bone. Yet still I search for what I need, I carry on but feel deceived. I sleep where all the cards do lie, they're my excuse, my alibi. But the Queen of Hearts now wants me gone, back through the looking glass where I belong. But fear I not, alive I am, in the world that is this wonderland. I have danced in the Mad Hatter's arms, fallen for the crazy cat's charms. I believed that they would do me no harm. And so I skipped the colourful trail, but the tea has left my mouth so stale. The cards have gone back to the Queen. Betrayal I taste, but still I dream. Hello and
1: welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski.
2: And I'm Mick Jordan.
1: And we started today with a clip from The Alice and Me, an adaptation in verse by our good friend Shauna Byrne. And today we're going to discuss another adaptation, a cinematic one. From what's his name again, Bobbin? It's James Bobbin. <laughs> I just call him Bobbin. Um, from Bobbin, which is Alice Through the Looking Glass. So, Mick,
2: what's give us I the think? verdict. <laughs> well, the IMDb description is: Alice returns to the whimsical world of Wonderland and travels back in time to save the Mad Hatter. Do you think that sums it up?
1: Um. Okay. Let's let's just <clears throat>
2: get it. Cards on yeah, the table here.
1: Cards on the table. I liked it. Right.
2: Okay. That's did damning not... with feigned praise. What? I'd say that's damning with feigned praise because I'd say you expected to love it.
1: Uh yeah. I did not love it. At first I actually hated it, but I had Ooh. and something that went through my mind the whole time was you have to remember this is a kid's movie. Okay. Remember it's a kid's movie and remember Tim Burton's only producing. <laughs> so you you this will not change your views on the man of you know, it's just it's it's Bobbin's fault really. I liked it. It was entertaining. It was very colourful. Very, mm. um, sometimes I thought it was uh, too much. Like, I know they had to continue with the style that it was before just to give it continuity. But I just thought some points were just too much and some of the graphics were actually poor. Right. Even at some points, I could see the CGI. Like, I, you know, when you you don't notice because... It's a film, and you're already in that world.
2: Yeah, you're sucked into it.
1: Yeah, uh, the scene. I'll just say the scene of the Jabberwocky. That scene, I thought, was the one with the fire and all that. That scene was very like you could see they were in a studio doing. All that. right, or, it looked very fake. to Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: well, I have to say, I the CGI didn't bother me, and normally it does. I hate CGI, really hate CGI in most films because to me it's just. Cartoon generated imagery—it just looks fake. Always looks fake. That's what CGI and means. It's computer generated yeah, imagery. But... I'm my own adaptation of changing it to cartoon generated imagery because <laughs> it looks like a bloody cartoon half the time. And in this, I didn't feel that. I mean, I just forgot about it because it is such a total fantasy yeah. world that you expect it to look. Yeah, all you kind of accept
1: top. it from the start. You already know. Oh Yeah. It's, yeah Going
2: yeah. in on that, and the visuals. I thought the visuals were amazing. On that piece, in fact, that was the most the best thing about it was how it looked. I thought it looked striking most of the way through. I was never taken out of it in that way, but there was a feeling for me a lot of the way. Oh come on, get on with it. Yeah. And yeah. to a certain extent. And t- but in terms of the visuals, just to stick with that for a while, did you see it in three D?
1: No. Oh All no, right. I hate three D. <laughs> I, I hate three D as, well. as well. Yeah, I just think it ruins the. Because I did film.
2: see some commentary saying that the three D was pointless, so. Watching it in 2D didn't make any difference watching 3D, according to, as I said, various critics. And I don't like 3D either, and I didn't feel I missed out on much. That's yeah. why I was checking with yeah. you. Well, I think, I think,
1: yeah, no, I think 3D is pointless in every film, to be honest. I don't think it brings anything to it.
2: Well, did but, you like it in the first one?
1: Oh, I didn't watch it with, with 3D. Oh,
2: right. No, I saw it in 3D and it was, no. I think that was the reason for the success of the first one. Is because it came shortly after Avatar and suddenly everyone wanted to see 3D. And that yeah. was why it's such a huge hit, because this one has not done well at all.
1: Oh, no, it hasn't. And I think, I think the problem was, it's just that they had so many good, um, what you call it, would you say real life adaptation of the books and the cartoons from Disney did so well. Right. That I don't think I think they were expecting the sequel to do the same. You know, the the, the Alice sequel, because the Jungle Book did very well. Yeah. Cinderella did very well. And maybe they thought, OK, we're kind of on the, this... This, um,
2: this wave this, or something. Yeah, and this is going
1: to be great and brilliant, and it just wasn't. Um, and to be honest, I didn't think they deserve any. <laughs> I just thought it was... Mm. Well,
2: it's, it's had... It certainly had a massive critical backlash, Oh yeah. I mean, I yeah. think you have some quotations there yeah, you that you were highly to, yeah. amused by.
1: I actually wanted to to mention some of them. One of my favorite ones is everything is too much making the movie look like Willy Wonka threw up all over his chocolate factory.
2: <laughs> right. Yes, I remember you sent me that one.
1: Um and then another one is a better a better title might be Alice through the funhouse mirror though there's little fun on the other side.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, that's fairly conclusive, damning evidence there from that report.
1: The guard, The Guardian, said something that I actually agree with. They give two out of five
2: okay.
1: to the movie, and they said the two thousand and ten Alice in Wonderland movie boasted some gothic magic courtesy of Tim Burton. The James bobbin directed sequel is uninspired in comparison. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, I
2: I can't even remember the first one that well. It's a long time ago. So, was this, it? was. Eight years yeah.
1: Ago, no. six oh, years? yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a long. I was still in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how long so it last was. century <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> wow um, no and I agree with it and to be honest the, the thing that I I think went wrong is the first film it was so because Burton is so is someone that goes so deep into their characters personality mm. and like this time it just it kind of it was just a chase yeah it, wasn't, it, it was is. just practically a story it wasn't really like getting to know the characters and their no. essence and all that and him trying to you know he, 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 in the first film, he really spent time showing the characters and who they were and what, you know, they brought to the story. And yeah. this one, I thought it was just just a little story.
2: Well, you know? yeah, I mean, as I said, it is a case of it's a chase sequence or it seems to be one action adventure after another action sequence. And now I'm careful, wary of, because we were criticised from our previous podcast, of giving away too many plot details yeah. in our Spoilerama programme. Yeah, the so, name says
1: it all, people.
2: So in case in case that happens again, when we will, you will hear this. Anytime we are likely to be giving away a crucial point, yeah. plot details, you will hear this um, warning sound. Careful now. So we will try and avoid triggering off that sound if we can and not give away too much detail plot but then again there's not much to give away is there because there's very little plot
1: yeah there's nothing that's going to make you think oh my god it changed the whole story around or it's just such a you know plot twist or whatever. No, there's nothing like that I don't think
2: no and it's there's nothing in it there's not really much happening it's basically jumping from one sequence to another yeah. which all from now <laughs> um, revolves in a sort of cop out at the end in terms of what Alice does at the end, if she hadn't done it at the start, wouldn't have triggered the film. Yeah. No, I'm I'm getting too metaphysical there in terms of that, but yeah. it was just I. But that's,
1: that's one of the like. Careful now, <laughs> <laughs> but at the start of the film, she you know that thing that they always uh, that Alice always says. I think it was the Mad Hatter that said it to her. I can't really remember. Shame on me. Um, from the first film, that is, I always try to do six impossible things before breakfast. Oh yeah. And she keeps saying, going on and on, about nothing's impossible, I don't believe in that word, just for a few minutes later for her to say it. And I'm like, oh, you didn't do it subtly enough that she goes, you know, like, she contradicts herself. Right. When she sees the Hatter. I'll just leave it at that. And she she says, that's not possible, or whatever.
2: Oh, yeah. And I think
1: that wasn't subtle enough, that transition from her... From being her believing so that fanatic about
2: when she was in reality, yeah, yeah, when she was in the real world, she was in this frame of mind of I yeah. tried to do six impossible things before breakfast, and then when she goes through the looking glass back into Wonderland, she's suddenly being very conservative and straightforward and sensible. Yeah, uh, I thought that was stupid. <laughs> okay, well, that's 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 a verdict. Stupid, Stupid. <laughs> Marina <Korsky laughs> on the on the things. Um, you've read the books though. You're I've familiar read, with the whole Alice um, world. I,
1: yeah, no, but I've read ages ago. That was actually something I really wanted to to mention as well. You see, when there are these books, because if you compare it to other films based on books,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like Harry Potter did so well, because I think it's a modern book, see, uh, like um, book sequels or whatever, where you have to you live with him practically, you go through his life. Yeah. Till he. Uh,
2: from childhood to yeah, adulthood yeah. effectively and I
1: think that worked really well when you have books like uh, Lewis Carroll books where it's more for kids very much so and well I have adults, adults at this time well now at least they're not as interested in that and the same thing like you're interested at the first one because it's the fantasy and all that once you have to do a sequel to that I think it's like I don't think that they're talking about doing jungle book sequels I'm not I don't think that's going to work okay And there are based on books but mm. I think the first book is the kind of one that, you know, brings you in because it's so interesting or whatever. When you start talking about the sequels to that, I just think because they're kind of, I don't know, they're kind of old books in a way, you know? Yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings did so well as well, and it's based on, on books, but adults kind of like those books. Well, they're, well you know? Lord of
2: the Rings isn't written for children. Yeah, By exactly. any means. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an incredibly dense, complicated book. The Hobbit was written for children. Lord of the Rings is very dense and adult-like, and Harry Potter is progressively more and more mature the books yeah, are as yeah. well um, but they are still geared towards children but taking your point there I think very much while I was watching this film I was conscious the whole time but it is geared for kids Yeah. Oh and, yeah. and I yeah. actually felt that, that was its good point I thought if I was a child um, of seven or eight I would be f- entranced by this because of the visuals yeah. and the chemist, the characters the extremes and so on there's no need for a plot yeah. for kids.
1: Well now actually I want to ask you something. What did you think of um Sasha Baron Cohen?
2: I liked him. Yeah. I really liked him in it and it's a very mixed reaction I'm seeing online and I just thought he was very funny.
1: I thought he was the best one.
2: Yeah, he well I, I still think Helen Bonacarte was the best one. I love oh, her. Oh yeah, no, queen, she she will, she will always she be the queen. Anywhere near enough. Yeah. Like I mean I want to more of her. But he was very good, like even his very first appearance, like when he's walking through the corridor and he's complaining to himself, he plays time. Yeah, he plays time and so he's talking about not having enough of me and this sort of thing. All these in-jokes about time were great, but it was just the characterisation he did and it was very fun.
1: Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was very clever Mm -hmm. and I loved the way he, um, careful now. (laughs) (laughs) But just the way he said At the end This is not actually spoiling it But he's talking to Alice At the end And he said This
2: is not actually spoiling At the end You said at the end twice This is not actually spoiling it No it's just It's just a line of
1: dialogue Where where it doesn't really Spoil anything But he just says to Alice I really like you Alice But please never come back
2: And I just thought That was really funny You've just revealed That Alice is there at the end
1: Is there were In Wonderland Yeah
2: (laughs) In the film That she doesn't get killed In the middle of it When those people walked out An hour into the film And were so upset I don't think this is ruined. It away no, I don't think so. Well, it's probably gone by the time people hear this. It's mm, not going yeah. to last at the cinemas. So no, unfortunately, I don't think it's gone. I would, I would have liked it to do okay. because I don't think it's that bad a film. I think no, it's, it's not. But yeah, we, keep, we have to
1: keep reminding ourselves that it is
2: a kids', a kid's film. film, and I would be very interested to see young children's reaction to it. Yeah. But having said that, when did what time of the day did you go and see it?
1: I went for. Uh, twenty-five to
2: nine. All right. Well, there wouldn't be kids going at that. Yeah. But either. it was a
1: Friday, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I went to an early morning show, eleven o'clock, and I was just so conscious of soon the start. There's no one else here. It's really weird so, that you'd be
1: the only man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be sexist now or ageist. But a middle <laughs> <good-leashed laughs> man
2: sitting on his own watching your children's film. <laughs> Are you eating popcorn as a, well
1: and having little giggles? <laughs>
2: Okay, time to wrap it up, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Care- careful now, careful now, careful, careful now.
1: now. Um, no, I just wanted to actually to point it out as well um, that Mia, as the Kowska, Kowskowska, I don't know how to say her <laughs> no, name.
2: No, I'm not going to do any of the other reviewers. So. I've <laughs> seen, listened to a few reviews and you'll say, Mia Kowskowsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all apologize that Mia for not girl, saying right.
1: The girl who played Alice, mm-hmm. I thought her acting in this film was very wooden. Very, right. very... Um, phoned it theatrics, very too much out there or whatever, and it didn't seem like it. Just seemed she was trying too hard to be that quirky to be the character. character you yeah, know? like she f- she fit in so well at, at, in the first film because she slowly transitioned
2: into. Oh, she went from being a straight-laced yeah, ordinary person yeah. to suddenly this madcap.
1: Yeah, and now going straight into that, I just don't think she was. I don't know.
2: I just think she was unimportant. That was what I felt about yeah. it. In the film, I just wasn't interested in her at all. I was just the whole time waiting for the Mad Hatter to appear. Then when he yeah. appeared and then saying, but right, made the even then, Mad in, the,
1: in, the, in the books, the Mad Hatter is just a little character. Yeah, he's well, that's, not. that's
2: the Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Now, he, I mean, he's not a major character in this either. I mean, the whole story is about him in terms of she's trying to rescue him. But it's all about Alice in terms of film. Um, the way the plot hangs along but Johnny Depp doesn't appear in it much Yeah, and neither does Helena Bonham Carter
1: yeah. as the
2: Queen which was a real loss to me because I just thought she was very funny in the first one hysterical in the first one and very but good when she got, got a chance one, in lo- this one I
1: love the, the part when she does earthquake ah! <laughs> I just love that Okay. I don't know if that counts really. as a
2: spoiler, probably giving away the only good joke in the whole film. So you don't need no, to say it she, at all she, she, she did very like very
1: well, she good did jokes, it, yeah. yeah. She, she did it she better than a, you did. She is oh, obviously um <laughs> she is brilliant. Her acting I think she and she's such a, a versatile um Actress. actor. Yeah, so no, I thought overall I liked it because I know it's a kids' film and all that and it's very appealing visually and whatever, even though I thought some of the parts in the C G I wasn't that great. Interesting story. I thought it actually was um, quite faithful to the book.
2: Well, that's, um, that's why I was asking you what you're familiar with, because it struck me as, is this in the original books? Like time travel? Things like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I can't, I can't remember exactly how, but I think it is. The thing is, what I can't remember is, I remember she was in a house from and the looking glass and all that stuff. Right. But it wasn't from the guy she was going to marry.
2: Okay, well, that's just carry over from the previous yeah, one, I yeah. imagine.
1: I can't... I can't re- I, it's been ages since I've read that book. Um, well, I mean,
2: there's a couple of books, isn't it? It's Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Those are the two books. Yeah. And, you know, on a slightly tangent on that, there's a film called Dream Child you've probably never seen or heard of. No. Um, It's about the real Alice. So you should check Because oh, you know no, it was a real yeah. person.
1: Oh, yeah. Apparently, Lewis Carroll was a pedo. No. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs>
2: no, well, that's the, the film, the film explores that possibility. It's basically the original Lewis Carroll. It's very close friends with a family. And the daughter, the young girl in it's the family. It's the was whole the Woody Allen Alice. thing again. No, 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 no. Okay, whatever careful now. Lawyers now. <laughs> that's lawsuits now. But he was very fond of this guy, So therefore, now with hindsight, everyone looks back and said, oh, he was just this perverted, dirty old man. Yeah. But there's a film about... There's a film called Dream Child, which is about Alice as an old woman in the 1920s being presented with some award or something like this. Okay. And it's all about her as a child. It's a fiction, him. is
1: it? Fiction
2: film. It's fictionalised fact.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think D- the events happened. Um, yeah. Fiction. So, um, I mean... Films it's like when they say
2: a film set in the world war was based on a true story in that there was a first world war yeah that's about it
1: so we'll wrap it up here thank you all for listening I've been Marina Gorski
2: and I've been Mick Jordan
1: and tune in next time with another podcast of Spoilerama
0: I went on a journey deep inside me through the mirror the image the eye that's unseen my Alice prevailed curious for more And so the Looking Glass became my Wonderland store.